Welcome to the Inside Muskegon Podcast with your host, Jason Pisecki. And now, here's Inside Muskegon. Welcome to Inside Muskegon. This is episode number 47. I'm Jason Pisecki. The Inside Muskegon Podcast is a weekly show featuring interviews with community leaders and comments from everyday people from Muskegon, Michigan. The goal of the podcast is to engage Muskegonites in a dialogue about the issues that affect our everyday lives. This week's show features an interview with Roger Morgenstern, a commentary on the interview, and information on contacting Inside Muskegon. Our interview this week is with Roger Morgenstern with Consumers Energy. I'm here with Roger Morgenstern with Consumers Energy. Thank you for taking the time out with Inside Muskegon today. Glad to be here, Jason. Why don't we start out talking a little bit about your background? Sure. Great. Well, I'm a Muskegon native, uh, born and raised here, uh, class of 1984, Morna Shores High School. Uh, came back to town after college and a few years out of, out of state uh, in 1989. Used to work for the Muskegon Chronicle as a reporter. Joined the utility, Consumers Energy, in 1999. And I'm currently now the, air, the Lakeshore Area Manager for Consumers Energy. What does your position at Consumers entail? It really, I'm the liaison with local governments and uh, community organizations so I can help address their needs when it comes to things involving Consumers Energy, such as new service or uh, large developments in town. I cover a five-county area, but obviously focused here on Muskegon. It's the biggest metropolitan area in my service territory. Tell us a little bit about consumers. Sure. We've been around for over 100 years. Uh, we're actually a gas and electric utility. A lot of people don't know that if they've lived in the Muskegon area uh, most of their lives. We're, uh, we serve over uh, 1.7 million electric customers and uh, almost as many gas customers on the east side of the state. Uh, here in the Muskegon area, uh, we have uh, quite a landmark that people will recognize, the B.C. Cobb plant, which is the large stack at the end of Muskegon Lake. It's been here since about the 1940s. Uh, we employ about 235 people uh, in the Muskegon and Muskegon Heights area. Let's talk a little bit about energy cost projections for this winter. I think mm-hmm. it's pretty applicable on a day like today. Mm-hmm. I, I really appreciate you coming out to do the podcast because this is a incredibly windy day here in yep. Muskegon. Very and, windy, very blustery day uh, when, when uh, wind and leaves and branches and power lines don't always mix. So we've had a few outages today, but uh, it reminds people of the, the value of energy. Uh, our energy prices on the electric side are pretty stable. Uh, they're going to be up about $4 a month from a year ago. We did have a general rate increase, our first in uh, a decade, that went into effect in January of 2006. Uh, our gas prices, now this won't affect many of your listeners uh, in the Muskegon area, but our gas prices are going to be a little bit higher uh, per month. Uh, Mishcon, which is the primary gas utility here in the Muskegon area, their numbers are going down about $40 a month. A lot of it has to do with how they buy and sell gas on the open market. Gas prices, natural gas prices are still high though, so we're encouraging uh, people to conserve and use less because it is getting a little bit more costly. Well, it sounds like it's going to be nowhere near the shock that last year was, and I know a lot of those things are outside of the utilities control, and I think people need to appreciate that sometimes. There's a lot of supply and demand issues, and it seems like it'll be a little bit more. Yeah, it'll 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 be a little bit more than last year, but not terrible. You know, you're right. We're we're kind of gotten used to uh, 
these higher gas prices, unfortunately. And, and you're right, it is outside of a lot of the market forces. In in the state, there's a, there is a law that the utilities, including Michigan and consumers, cannot make any profit on the actual commodity. That means the gas that we deliver to your home. The profit margin is in the delivery, um, the the infrastructure, the the uh, pipes that get that gas to your door. But we're passing on higher commodity prices uh, that we're, we're seeing across the country for natural gas. Well, one thing that people can do to conserve their costs and, and reduce it is to become more energy efficient. Mm-hmm. Uh, why is that really important? To- well, it's it's very important because it goes right to your bottom line. You can see, you know, in, in a business, they tr- you try to find what your payback is. And when you're doing things like getting a more uh, energy efficient furnace, uh, if you were able to replace your windows with like thermal pane windows that are that are drafty, you see you see that payback quite quickly within a couple of years. We have a brochure that's available on our website, consumersenergy.com, called More Than 100 Ways to Save on Your Energy Bill. Uh, it's got some really good uh, common – it talks about energy efficiency and ways to save uh, uh, on your electric and gas bills. What is the number one thing people can do? If there's just one thing they say, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to take care of it this year, winter's coming up to mm-hmm. you know, save a little on the energy bills. Mm-hmm. I think the, the best thing is, is to dial down your thermostat. Dial it down at night. Dial it down when you're not home, and the easiest way to do that is to get what they call a setback thermostat. They can cost as little as thirty or thirty-five dollars. They're available at most local stores, and even I can install them. I, not that I'm going to come to your home, but they're very <laughs> easy to install. Basically, you can program them, especially in a working family. Uh, if mom and dad are leaving at seven thirty in the morning, the kids are going to school. Even the dog doesn't need to be toasty warm at seventy-two. Dial it back to sixty, uh, and that's that's really a way that you'll see some significant savings in your bill. Well, that's exactly what my wife and I did last year. We ended up getting, we kind of went beyond that a little. We got a new furnace, but mm-hmm. when we did that, we installed a new thermostat. And exactly what you what you say, it doesn't need to be cranked up to 72 right. when you're sleeping or when you're not home. And that, right. made, a, that made a huge difference last yep. year. The blankets are a lot less expensive than gas bills. So. <laughs> that's a fact. <laughs> what is consumers doing in the way of alternative and renewable energy? We have here in Muskegon, the Michigan Alternative and Renewable Energy Center, Merrick, mm-hmm. right across the lake from you. Yep. Um, what kind of initiatives are on the way at consumers to explore those areas? Sure. A lot of what we're doing, we're, we're trying to give our customers choice by allowing them to purchase blocks of green energy, blocks of uh, renewable and alternative energy. We have a program called Green Generation. And once again, uh, information is available at our website, consumersenergy.com, where you can pay for as little as 250 more a month on your electric bill. You can buy blocks of green energy. We have signed uh, we have signed agreements with uh, energy providers across the state of Michigan, such as wind farms and uh, biogas, um, methane gas type providers, so that that extra money that you pay every month helps pay for their extra costs because some of this is, is newer technology. It's, it's a little bit more expensive than running the type of generation we have in terms of like coal-fired generation like we have at the BC Cow plant. But our green generation program has been very successful. We have over 5,000 customers already signed up in about a year's time. So it's really a, it's a, an easy way to to get on the uh, the green the green uh, bandwagon as it were 
Well, I think that's a great program and something that I, I wasn't even aware of. And I'll leave you a brochure. <laughs> well, well, we'll make sure. See, I like how you're plugging the website. That's hey, so perfect for well, a especially podcast. Especially on a podcast. That's yep. right. you got to be on the web if you're listening to this. Yep. So, so we'll, we'll make sure we have the links in the show notes to get to the great. the website. Um, but that, that's one thing I like to see, that there's that commitment from the utilities with some of this renewable mm-hmm. energy. Um, do you feel like it's going to take more of a push from the legislation? Muskegon has one of the lower mm-hmm. mandates for... Um, renewable energy. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, our neighbors in Wisconsin and some of the other states like California and Hawaii are up to 20% mandating yes. renewable by certain time periods. Is that what you feel like the shift would have to take to kind of push, push people in that direction? Yes, I think legislation would help. Uh, Governor Granholm uh, does have a 21st century energy plan uh, that's nearing completion with the Public Service Commission and Mr. Peter Lark, the chairman. We are actively involved in that in that program down in Lansing. Uh, there will be a report to the governor by the end of this year, uh, and it's going to talk about things like renewable power and um, what we call a renewable portfolio standards, or RPS, uh, some of the lingo in the area of you know how much of your generation should come from renewable sources. So we are working on that. But yes, I, I, think, I think government needs to push some of that. Well, speaking of these new forms of energy and um, utilities kind of sometimes have a little bit of uh, not not a monopoly is the wrong kind of word for mm-hmm. it, but they're serving a public good, and mm-hmm. um, there's incredible infrastructure investment with yeah. with the utility. But uh, you know there is some competition coming yes. in other areas. Is that good for uh, for yeah, utilities? We, we think it's we think it's good because it gives the customer some choice and. and the customer, you know, can make a choice. And in, in if, if a provider on a given year is less expensive than consumers' energy, it helps their bottom line. We've had retail open access, which is the technical term for choice, for our large uh, commercial and, and uh, industrial customers for a couple of years now. And we've seen a number of those customers come back to the utility this year because the commodity prices have gone up. But if they go down again, um, sure, if they can save some money, we understand that. We have a process in place. Once again, they can go to consumersenergy.com and get information on retail open access. Uh, but we think it's we think it's good for the customers. Uh, we have to recover our costs, as you said. Uh, for years, we uh, we had a defined customer base, so we built our generating plants. Uh, for that infrastructure, we have to recover those investments like any business. Uh, so we understand that if if if, uh, if if choices where someone wants to go, they have that all, uh, that option. Well, what does consumers do to compete? Because price isn't always everything sure. to people. Uh, what kind of other things do you do above and beyond? Sure. We offer services, what we call beyond the meter, uh, specialized uh, on the electric side, specialized electric services and testing of transformer equipment, things that we can offer customers who may own their own electric equipment. Large companies uh, often will have their own on-site substations, which uh, reduces the power into their plant. We offer services that help maintain that. Uh, we also uh, offer energy assessments to help with uh, companies' energy needs, you know, to help them see how they can reduce the use, so to speak. So we have some of those um, programs available as well. Uh, and we, uh, we also think that we provide good customer service. We're available 24-7. You can call our 800 number, which is 1-800-477-5050 to report power outages or if you have a problem with your service we have people working around the clock to make sure that we get the lights on and if they're not on to get them back on so 
Let's talk a little bit about the future of energy in Muskegon. 10 years down the road, mm-hmm. 20 years, what do you think uh, energy is going to be like? Is it is it going to be the BC Cod plan or are there going to be new things for residents? I think both. I think the BC Cod plan is going to be here for a while. We've made some uh, significant investments uh, at the at the Cod plant. But I think we're going to see other things too. Distributed generation, which if you've talked to Dr. Mahawili at, at Merrick, is, a, is an exciting form of generation where you have more generation right on site. One of the things that Dr. Mahawili would like to do is have a distributed generation at Edison Landing where the energy center is located, where you have on-site turbines providing power. Now, there's a lot of technical intricacies that go with that. In fact, we're working with Grand Valley State University right now to see how that looks like as it relates to the utility. I think you're still going to see large-scale baseload generation around the state. Uh, I think you're going to see some new plants built, possibly in West Michigan, to help uh, address the need because our plants are aging. We have made investments in the cop plant, but parts of the cop plant are over 50 years old. Um, you, you know, there are there are reasons that at some point we're going to have to add more generation in the state. Some of that might be in West Michigan, but I think you're going to see more alternatives too because people want to see those alternatives. Wind power. There's been a lot of discussion uh, in in uh, the White Lake area and further north and by Ludington about wind power. Harnessing the energy of the wind that comes off the Great Lakes on days like today, we could probably get a lot of energy. (laughs) One of the challenges is, though, that you can't store that energy. Uh, When the wind doesn't blow, you're not creating energy through windmills. So there's there's still some technical issues we need to work on. But I think you'll see some some different things here in the next 5, 10 years. Well, excellent to see that vision for the future and see that we're kind of pushing forward along those lines. All right, let's move on to our final question. And I, I usually phrase this in the form of a pitch and it's it's kind of difficult with uh with the utility yeah. as far as a pitch but i, I kind of want to move back to the energy efficiency because mm-hmm. i think that is something very important that people can do and i'll just kind of ask you um the question in this this format you have one minute alone with a person concerned with reducing their energy bills make your pitch to get them to reduce them I would invite them to go to consumersenergy.com. If they don't have Internet access at home, go to your local library. There is a home energy audit on the website. You can plug in the size of your home, the number of bedrooms, and and it will help you with the explanations on how you can reduce your use. That's an excellent way to save money, and it doesn't take very long. I've done it myself. All right. Thanks a lot, Roger. Really appreciate it. Great to be here, Jason. Consumers Energy is one of the nation's largest combined utilities. They provide two-thirds of Michigan's residents with natural and electric gas service. I appreciate Roger's openness to new forms of energy and competition. The open dialogue they have with Merrick speaks volumes about consumers' willingness to listen to the needs of the community. It'll be very interesting to see if Michigan follows the lead of California and Hawaii by legislating the use of renewable and alternative energy. In speaking with Roger, it seems quite apparent that they are up to the challenge when and if that day comes. Consumers' focus on customer service and responding to trouble quickly is essential considering that growing competition and alternative energy may be on the way very soon. What I really liked is all the information that Roger pointed to and tips on how residents can reduce their energy costs. I think that is key for all of us to take a little bit of control and ownership and responsibility for keeping those costs under control. So for more information on Consumers Energy and some great energy-saving tips, visit their website at consumersenergy.com. I'm going to move on now to some listener feedback. 
And for the latest feedback, visit InsideMuskegon.com. You can post your own comments to the site, view other comments, and even comment on their comments. Feedback can also be left via voicemail at 231-354-2332. When dialing, be sure to include the 1 and 231 and leave your first name and city in the message. That brings us to the conclusion of episode number 47 of Inside Muskegon. For more information, visit our website at InsideMuskegon.com. Inside Muskegon is produced by Jeremy Sear. For Inside Muskegon, I'm Jason Pisecki. Feedback is welcome at jason at insidemuskegon.com. This has been the Inside Muskegon Podcast. Comments are welcome through our website or by emailing jason at insidemuskegon.com. 